Yes, I'm. We're here. This is John Toddy, and uh, John is one of my uh, former students. And um, we're going to discuss this evening um, Bernard Lonergan and Hans George Gadamer and uh, the idea of conversion uh, and the role that uh, the Lonergan is laying out then. A picture of conversion and so a kind of uh, look at the uh, perhaps the inadequacies or the help so John uh, what would you say in reading and to explain the reading that you've just done all right I've been reading method in theology and have just recently completed the book and his goal and method in theology is described to describe what we are doing when we are theologically knowing. And he does this in such a way that he approaches theology in terms of specific areas of study or specialties, those ranging from history to translation to interpretation. And he begins building very small from categories such as meaning or uh, the building blocks that he's even going to start with using a type of uh, focusing on the virtues and method for Lonergan is simply just the description of what we are doing then when we are doing theology in the terms of knowledge. Or and, knowledge. and let me, the, I mean, it isn't it odd and explain then. He is using method, but apparently not in the sense that Hans George Gadamer is in truth and method. So explain how it is that though Lonergan is dependent upon Gadamer, that he's uh, reworking that terminology. I think Lonergan relies on Gadamer quite a bit, and the way he's using method is not so much in that he wants to develop a method that will work for everybody, every case, when doing theology, but rather he's attempting to describe what methods people do use when they're engaging theology. And in as much as he can describe those things, then maybe we could begin to speak about how do you engage one another, uh, whether you're at the head of a specialty or even just the non-Christian, and speak in terms of affecting a conversion in one's life. He doesn't necessarily describe the steps one could go or undertake to make conversion happen. Rather, he's describing what might happen to one when they are being converted. So it's not a, the difference then is that uh, Gadamer is uh, critiquing the notion that method produces truth. And Lonergan is saying, well, there is uh, a way of achieving truth. And what we need to study then is the, the manner in which someone arises or arrives at the truth. Yes, and Lonergan always reminds me of Kierkegaard in this sense that truth for him isn't something that we're going to come to and then obtain, but rather truth is something in which we grow inside of, or truth is something in which we live in. That, uh, that when he's using... Uh, well, then how would you distinguish Lonergan, or would you, and Gadamer's notion of truth? I'm not for sure that I would try to distinguish the two very much. So it, 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 are they both then thinking, uh, and I suppose they're not, then, that when they're using the term truth, 
that Lonergan is thinking truth, uh, not in a specific notion of a Christocentric or even a Christian truth, but what does he mean then? Yeah, ultimately, Lonergan is a good Catholic in the sense that he would say truth as an ultimate reality is going to make the most sense or cohere best according to the Roman Catholic Church, though he's not excluding that there are true truths to be found in all religion that also can cohere into a worldview that may even be favorable for authenticity, and he uses that word often as well. So he is a bit of a religious pluralist and also a universalist, yet the way he would distinguish Christian truth and Catholic truth ultimately is that it's only through Christian or Catholic truth that one will fully comprehend the love of God in their own life through the power of the Holy Spirit. So he's not equating truth or knowing truth, living in truth with salvation necessarily, but a type of relationship with God. And would it be the, the same thing be true then of his use of the term conversion? Yes. So while one could limit conversion, I think using Lonergan's definition to Christian conversion, specifically meaning converted to being a Christ follower, he would not limit the word conversion to that. And he also talks about steps or different kinds of conversions, and that's where I often think about Kierkegaard. For example, there's an intellectual conversion, there's a moral conversion, there's a Christian conversion. Uh, for Lonergan, and many other types of conversions as well, but he mentions those specifically throughout this book. So conversion is simply the process in which one comes to the truth. In which one comes to the truth and their world has changed, worldview has changed, or paradigm shifts. And so tell me the value then in in Lonergan. How how is it, uh, why should we read Lonergan? I think to begin, I would start with the way he's talking about transcendental consciousness. And so he talks about undiversified consciousness versus diversified consciousness. Undiversified consciousness is what would describe one who uses the common sense of their situation to perceive the world and to deal with new information. And that's where he would leave most people in a type of undiversified consciousness Everything that they know or all knowledge that they encounter has to be sifted in through this common sense mentality that is shared by the group um, in the society in which they live. Diversified consciousness, however, is what he's more interested in and what he builds off of for the rest of the book is the ability to think somewhat objectifiably about different uh, data, and he talks about this in terms of any type of perceiving, so we can do this through feelings, emotions, and so on, and to really be able to engage ideas or stimuli in such a way that you go through a process where you allow that new data or new information to transform your life, but not always either. You know, there is always uh, the possibility of disagreeing with new information. It could be said to be false information. And where this really takes shape in method and theology is in his chapter on dialectic. And for Lonergan, the process of dialectic is what is essential to conversion. It is the process one undergoes to be converted. It's 
when you allow new information to contradict old beliefs that you might have and you eventually will come to a type of paradigm shift. So he begins talking about horizons, thus again a similarity with Hans-George Gadamer. And he talks about horizons in such a way uh, where of course we all have one, and he gets away from speaking in terms of relativism, and he uses the word perspectivism. So while he doesn't believe in an absolute relativism, he does believe there is some truth that is uh, more true or more beneficial for authentic living than others. He does believe that according to our perspectives that may be addressed differently. And then he gets into a discussion on conversion. And here's a quote, several quotes from Lonergan. This is just about knowing and how we encounter information for conversion. He says, knowing, accordingly, is not just seeing. It is experiencing, understanding, judging, and believing. The criteria of objectivity are not just the criteria of ocular vision. They are the compounded criteria of experiencing, of understanding, of judging, and of believing. The reality known is not just looked at. It is given an experience organized and extrapolated by understanding, posited by judgment and belief. So that would be the beginning of the task of conversion, or the beginning of how one comes to conversion. And as he continues, he'll describe moral conversion, and a moral conversion for him is on a higher level than, say, intellectual conversion, in which one may come to new ideas and change the way they think or understand a whole field of study even, but it doesn't impact them existentially. Moral conversion, on the other hand, is going to change the criterion of one's decision and choices from satisfactions to values. And he sees moral conversion in the term of virtues in a sense. So when one is converted, one may then have a different set of virtues or values that one lives their life by. Religious conversion, however, he says, and this is another direct quote, Religious conversion is being grasped by ultimate concern, and that ultimate concern ends up being concern for and of and through the love of God. So he says, for Christians, it is God's love flooding our hearts through the Holy Spirit given to us, and this is the gift of grace, and such that it changes our life in a way in which we truly begin to become disciples of Christ. And I also think that he is not far from an Eastern Orthodox view of conversion as well, at least it's a dynamic process for Lonergan, such that conversion is conversion to Christ-likeness in the sense of Christian conversion specifically. Of course, that wouldn't be the way he would define all instances of conversion, but as Christians, that should be of our ultimate concern. And then the value of method and theology and of Lonergan in that sense would be that he in a detailed manner, lays out a program in which one might understand Christianity as this constant conversion into the truth such that we live our lives in a way that they're controlled by the love of God. And he lays it out in such a detailed fashion, I think you could even um, use it practically for walking somebody through those steps. So there, there is uh, just the process of somebody arriving at truth. And I think uh, the isn't it the case that with somebody like Lonergan that we all have to at some way acknowledge that uh, conversion, in other words, what we typically think of as Christian conversion, sometimes in fact fails to 
bring to we we fail, fall short in some way of being Christian, and yet we we imagine we attach some sort of magical element to this. Oh, I've been converted, and so is it part of your understanding that? Uh, by laying out and saying, oh, no, there's a clear process and a clear shift and change in perspective that goes with this. Yeah, I think it would be fair to say of Lonergan, if one was incapable or unable or did not undergo any process of dialectic, then one has not been converted. And so maybe at this point in history in which we seem to have uh, a kind of Christianity has clearly been co-opted by the you know the sign the the spirit of the age or the 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 period in which we live that if we could describe in some uh concrete sense in which uh christianity is an alternative uh that would be the value well let me ask you then the the uh, the the other question and and what would be the shortcoming in lonergan's picture of conversion I think in the end that conversion for Lonergan isn't necessarily Christian. So if our goal in the end is to outline a way in which we become more authentically Christian or we at least follow Christ more authentically, we're conformed to his image more and more, then Lonergan by himself isn't necessarily concerned with that project only. And it's a shortcoming that can be supplemented then. Let me, let me uh, bring in another thinker, and I've, I've just been listening to John Baer, and that you have such, in, in somebody like Baer, an Eastern Orthodox thinker, uh, a very Christocentric notion of the truth and the idea of revelation and the, that everything seems to tightly cohere around that theological mm-hmm. perspective. And that it's certainly a full-blooded, full-bodied kind of thought. And it seems that with somebody like Lonergan, though though he's doing method in theology, that in some way he falls short of that full-bodied, full-blooded kind of theological understanding. At least in this book, that's not what he's concerned with, and I haven't read him extensively to know. And that's a, I would probably put myself much closer to John Baer's understanding, and I would say then Lonergan would be useful uh, to outline very practically how we can communicate that type of full-bodied theology that's very Christocentric. In some ways, may be hard to have an entry point with somebody else's worldview, well, Lonergan's going to lay out a bridge for us, I think, to be able to take uh, the theology of somebody like John Baer and walk somebody through a conversion to that point. And so my, my criticism may not be fair, and that is that, that Lonergan's point, in fact, is kind of pre-theological. Yeah, in some ways. And so that just uh, that uh, uh, his concern is a... Uh, to a broader notion of how it is that we mm. engage truth in a broader notion of, uh, of the process of arriving mm. at truth. Okay, thank you, John, for, for this and uh, for taking part. Thank you. Right. Uh-huh.